True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads with Rodden and Lawson coming to you live from Dallas. Renee, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm not really liking the traffic, but I am liking <laughs> the fact that it's not raining. <laughs> yeah, we're in a studio now, but we have to travel to Dallas to get there, but it's well worth it yeah, because absolutely. we get to see each other instead of being remote from our houses. And obviously the sound quality is a lot better. Yes. So um, I think I'll just kick off the episode by reading a review like we normally do. Okay. Um, I can't, on Apple Podcasts, it doesn't show the whole title of the review, but it says, finally, another podcast I can. I think it, they're probably going to say listen to. And um, it was five stars. And the review says, it's hard to find a good true crime podcast to add to my listening list. And I'm glad I got turned on to the true crime bods and my broads and my deep dive into the Missy Beavers case. I appreciate their thoughtfulness, variety of topics, and ability to be entertaining without having to listen to 15 minutes of forced conversation like on many podcasts. And that was written by And Hid. Okay, so And Hid, thank you for the fantastic review. We are so thankful. And like we've said before, your five-star reviews really help keep us going. They really do. And we like to hear the feedback on how great the studio is. So if anybody's needing a place to go to, go to Podcast Suites in North Dallas. And it's off of Frankfurt in the Tollway. Thank you. I think she would know that better than me because this is her area. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> um, okay. So we did um, on the billboard. The only information I have about that is the new one's coming out in May. Um, that one is going to be taken over by Crime Stoppers. We're so thankful for them. They are amazing in helping, you know, keep people aware of, um, you know, crimes that are unsolved in different areas and, and also, um, manning the phones so that people have a place to call to, to turn in these anonymous tips. So that's always a plus. Uh, let's see. And then. Uh, we also talked about adding more unsolved cases to our podcast. So at the end of this episode, I will talk about one that um, is in Ellis County that's still unsolved. So I'll add that to the um, to the podcast. Where do you want to start? Well, you had heard now uh, one of the benefits of having Renee boots on the ground in Ellis County, close to this case where the case happened, is she hears all kinds of inside scoop that. A lot of the national podcasts aren't going to hear because she's literally in the community. And there was something very interesting that happened. Was it yesterday or the day before? It actually happened Saturday. Okay, so it was over the Easter weekend, which we just completed. Today is Tuesday. So, yeah, Renee, tell them what you told me when you called me and told me about this. It's crazy. Oh, this is such a crazy story. Okay, so just keep in mind with uh, the story that yesterday was the uh, six-year anniversary of the Missy Beavers um, unsolved murder. And 
So when I had a friend that called me and, you know, I have a lot of people that reach out to me about things that happen, you know, true crime wise or whatever. Well, this was so closely related that they were like, I got to tell you the story. It's crazy. So on Saturday, a friend of ours uh, was in Red Oak and she was uh, with her husband and they were eating out at Denny's. And as they no, wait, ready, I'm going to interrupt you. Bear in mind, okay. Red Oak is where Missy Beavers lived at the time of her murder. Yes. So this is right in the middle of the area. Right. Mid- minutes from Waxahachie and Midlothian. So she's, her and her husband are eating out. They're getting ready to leave. And as they're walking out the door, there were people coming in. So you kind of step aside, you know, let people walk in. And a person walks in that is dressed from head to toe in what looks like tactical or SWAT gear. And when I say head to toe, she describes it this way. I couldn't see one piece or speck of skin. I couldn't tell you if they were white, black, Hispanic. Couldn't tell you if it was male, female. She just kind of described they looked shorter in stature. They were, uh, they didn't look heavy set. They looked slimmer, that kind of thing. So, of course, she sees this person and she's like, whoa, this is crazy. And you couldn't even tell male or female, right? No, nothing. You couldn't, you couldn't see their eyes. You know, like, okay, so if a person is wearing like a baklava, it's got like the, the black over the nose area. But you can see the eyes kind of like the eyeglass area. Well, this person, was their face was covered. So it was like... They had something over their face that maybe they could see out of, obviously, so they could walk around, but you couldn't see. Like in. a helmet? Yeah, you couldn't see anything. You could, they had a helmet and this thing covering their whole face. Mm-hmm. So they're very startled by this, and they're like, whoa. So they go out to their car, and, and this person is walking around the restaurant, like, looking like they're looking for somebody. So they go out to their car, and they're like, wow, that is so weird, you know? So they go, and they call the police department, and they say, hey, there's this suspicious person walking around in this what looks like to be tactical gear covered head to toe, you know, what I just told you. And so the police department tells them, we've gotten many calls about this today or here in the last few minutes, lots of calls. So um, then the person walks back outside. They go sit in their car for a minute and kind of just hang out with the door open. Then they start canvassing the building on the outside. You mean just like walking? Walking around the entire building. So if I go somewhere and I'm looking for you, you know, like, oh, I wonder where she's at. I don't, canvas the building if you're not in there and you i mean like wait. walking the parameter of the outside of the building yes that's weird we did that at the church after crime con but we had yeah. a reason we to had a reason yeah that's bizarre yeah i'm not gonna think you're you're behind the building i mean i'm gonna sit in my car and go hey when you get here let me know and we'll go in or, or i'm gonna get a seat for us I'm oh yeah not. if i <laughs> if i rolled up a few minutes late and you were walking the parameter of the restaurant i'd be like what are you doing what are you doing this is weird yeah, so they're walking around. So anyway, um, you know, I have a few people that I can turn to when I have questions about weird events like this. So I reached out to them, and, and they checked it out. Um, first, they said that a couple of people turned in this information, you know, called in and said, hey, there's a strange person walking around, covered head to toe. They were also seen at a park walking around, which that makes it even weirder. That's what I was going to say. I remember <laughs> you said there was two separate yeah. sightings. That's so that's so weird. So strange. And they weren't like in any kind of police car or anything. They were just in a regular car. So anyway, that was um, a very strange occurrence. It made well, me and, feel uneasy. And I don't blame the citizens of Ellis County who are dining in that restaurant for thinking that this could be the perpetrator from the Missy Breavish case. Right. Um, um, especially walking in and behaving so strangely, it's really, really weird. I mean, we don't know for a fact that it wasn't the perpetrator in the Missy Beavers case. Um, it's just very strange to be minding your own business out in public and someone comes in covered like that 
And on top of being covered up and weird looking like that, they also were behaving strangely. Right. And the thing that I did verify uh, was that that's not typical for a tactical SWAT officer to walk around like that. So if they're doing any kind of, uh, you know, assignment or whatever, and there's several of them that go into a place and do whatever it is that they do, they don't walk around in public dressed like that. They're going to, they're going to take all of most of that off, you know, the, the, the vest and the helmet and of course the face covering and all that stuff. They're going to take all of that off to walk in uh, looking a little more normal with maybe just a shirt or t-shirt on and, you know, the, the gear pants gear and the boots, of course, but they're not going to be looking all scary. Cause if you see people walking around like that, especially with this thing that happened with the Missy's murder, you instantly get nervous and go, what is happening? You know, of course. And you were saying that people in there were startled and how startled you would have been if you were there and me as well. Uh, It's just very strange because that's not a normal way to dress. And like you said, they're not really allowed to be running around town in a SWAT outfit like that, correct? Yeah, yeah, because it invokes fear upon people. I mean, when we see police officers, we don't get fearful. We, you know, they go in restaurants, they dine and, 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 you know, they wear their, their police uniforms, but you can tell that they're dining, (laughs) you know, they're not walking around, like looking around at people and stuff. So to wear something that covers you up where you can't even see a face is really startling. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that no one got hurt. Um, apparently this was just an oddball situation. And the fact that they were also reported to the police as being seen walking around the park is interesting too. Do you know what park it was? Did anyone mention it? Yeah, it was the park in Red Oak. I'm assuming, um, the I don't remember the name of it, but it's over by the old junior high for people from mm-hmm. Ellis County. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember the name of it though. I, I, it's they probably changed it a couple times. So, but anyway, so that was a very strange occurrence that had me uneasy for quite some time. On on a I learned about this on Monday. Yeah, yeah. that's when you called me. Yeah, so yesterday it had me startled for the whole day. <laughs> What's going? <laughs> oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty weird and bold for the Missy Beavers perpetrator to just wander into places like that to get a reaction. But, hey, crazy people do crazy things. They really do. And I hope that that's not the case. Like it was somebody just, you know, playing around, doing whatever. And then all of a sudden they decide, oh, let's just go in here and make some people really nervous. It just seems really strange. Like we were saying on the phone yesterday, if you're dressed like that for some reason Mm -hmm. and you go into a restaurant, I would at least have taken all that stuff off my face. Even if you don't want to take the time to take off the outfit, like if you needed it afterwards, but to walk into the restaurant totally covered like that, you should expect people to be alarmed. Did we ever get confirmation on whether the outfit actually said police on it? I think the first reports we heard were that it did. Yeah, I I was told that it did have police on it, but that there was some weird emblem on the front that didn't look like a police emblem, Mm -hmm. maybe something of a foreign stature or something. I'm not sure about that. Hopefully by the next time we record, we'll have the full scoop on this. And um, hopefully it's not a bad guy and it was just someone really weird. Yeah. Sorry, and if you're if you were the person and you're not weird, I apologize for calling you weird. Yeah. <laughs> we well, just think strange. the situation is very odd. <laughs> it is very strange. I mean, you know, the the part about covering the face, and I don't know if I made this clear enough, but I do want to touch on this for a second. You, and the best way I can think of it is, you know, the the scream mask that they have out there. Okay, well, the scream mask has like a part that, uh, if you're familiar with it, has that weird looking white like big. Smiley face or whatever. Yeah, from the movie Scream. Right. Yeah. And, but the part that goes over the face is like a black, thin covering that completely covers the face. They can see out, but you can't see them at mm, all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what this person had on. Mm. Their entire face had that black covering. Hmm. 
You would really so. wonder what their motive was for walking yeah. in like that. Yeah. It was broad daylight too, right? Broad daylight. It was like 1030, 1045 in the morning. So weird. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, if it would have happened to me, I probably would have left her, went home and not came in. <laughs> I remember you told me that. That would have been it for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I would have been like, okay, it's time for me to get under my table, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Go Cover my head. Exactly. All right. Um, okay. So you had shared with me information about a, a case that happened in McKinney, mm-hmm. um, a church break-in. Yeah. In our discussion group, people were saying, let's talk about other times that churches have been broken into. And I live in Frisco, so not far from me is a town called McKinney. And they had a situation where somebody back in February, in the middle of the night, it was at 3.40 a.m., Broke into a church, but I didn't know we were covering this today, so I didn't prepare anything. So I'm gonna let you talk oh, about no, it. You're good. You're you didn't good. tell me that, yeah, so <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> I, I knew we didn't have a lot, so I was trying to find. Some I just stuff. glanced at it in the news, and that's as far as I got. So it happened at First Baptist Church on Louisiana Street in McKinney, Texas. That's like downtown. Said. Yeah, downtown McKinney. Um, there was a perp between the age of uh, police were saying between the age of 40 and 50 years old, and they were between five nine and five foot eleven. Uh, between 160 and 180, which I don't really know how they get that part, but I, okay. <laughs> Estimating um, on, on yeah. site, I guess. And then they said this person was um, had a white to gray goatee. Uh, tattoos on the left side of his neck and the back of his neck and head. He also appears to have a slight limp. Now, I watched the video, and I didn't really notice a limp. I noticed kind of more of a lazy, lazy you know, days ago, walking around mm-hmm. kind of thing. I really didn't notice a limp, but that's just me. But anyway, there's a video and we can share it on our page and in our group if we need to, just so people can see it. But this person's not covered head to toe, uh, that you can clearly see their face. They have no tools and they have, uh, like I said, nothing. They're not covered up in any fashion, way or, or, way or form. They took their uh, a rock and threw it at the bottom part of a window um, and then you can see the blinds kind of moving and then they take their foot and they finish it off. And that's how they got into the church. And then they always walked around looking through everywhere. But like I said, they didn't have anything with them, but they weren't covered head to toe. But I found that interesting. What did they take? Nothing. Hmm. Just a weirdo. <laughs> nothing. Nothing that I know of. Um, yeah. Nothing that I know of. They just... So I guess the people who argue that the Missy Beavers case was untargeted would say that if this gentleman had seen some gentleman, but you know what I mean? If yeah. this man, I yeah. say gentleman, like they're so polite, they're breaking <laughs> into church. But if this person had um, someone like Missy walk in, then they would have attacked Missy and killed her. Yeah. Just killed her. Yeah. Even though they hadn't done, I mean, the, the charges against them are going to be breaking and entering at this point. I mean, I guess they didn't Now, I don't think that they took anything. I've, I see nothing that said they took anything, but um Anyway, there, there's a video. I could be wrong about that. I, I feel bad if I'm wrong about that. I did watch the video. But anyway, so the person to reach out to, uh, if you have any information about this crime, this happened again on February 22nd at 3.40 a.m., is Detective Jenkins at mjenkins at mckinneytexas.org, or you can call 972-547-2131. Very strange. Very, very strange. But that is a good example of someone here locally who has broken into a church for no apparent reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were going to take stuff and everything was too big or, or maybe they, you know, grabbed some, you know, who knows. But I mean, they didn't have anything with them to take stuff. So maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that was, a, they were like, take, I forgot to bring something, you know, like a box or whatever to put stuff in. I don't know. So anyway. Oh, that was at Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. That was at Denny's. The, the SWAT, the weird SWAT person was seen at the Denny's in Red Oak and then at that park she 
talked about. Sorry, I just was looking over your shoulder, Jordan. Right. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I have to write notes because I'm one of those people that do a million things and my brain can't handle all that information. If I'm focusing on it, I can, but um, okay. Now, uh, we're going to talk about the, the six years of, you know, the six-year anniversary of the Missy Beavers case. Yeah, we've had no updates from police in a really long time. Um, no one's been apprehended. And here we are. It's unsolved. Are the police doing an update for the six-year anniversary? They didn't participate in anything I've seen so far. And yesterday, Monday, and it's really wild because the anniversary fell on a Monday this year. And, of course, it was a Monday back in 2016. But I don't think the police are planning to do anything. I mean, it, the anniversary came and went yesterday. Yeah, it was very sad. Very sad to see no coverage, uh, no updates, nothing. And I, I I, still can't wrap my head around that. I don't understand why. I mean, even if you don't have, you know, some big, you know, oh, we have this information to, to tell you, at least you could say, we just want to assure everyone that we are working hard on this case. Uh, we haven't stopped working on it. It's still actively being investigated. We still have, you know, two to three people that work on it full-time or whatever the situation is. You know, it'd just be so good to hear that. Well, and like Christine Menina said, it only helps bring in tips. And if they would get out there and say, we actually do have, you know, someone in, in our sight lines that we're watching and trying, you know, and putting together a case, that would make the people locally feel so much safer. I know we've said this on several episodes, but if you live a couple miles from that church, you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely looking over my shoulder on Monday. <laughs> I was definitely like, I was just, oh, that had me so paranoid. And I guess it's silly, but I guess it's not really because if you, you know, think about it, well, know, gosh. this person hasn't been caught. So. And, and people do go into public places like restaurants and do crazy stuff. I mean, it would be completely within reason for you guys to fear that this person could open fire or start stabbing people. I mean, people dress that weird. They're sort of asking to be thought of that way right I mean you think about back in remember back it's been many years now but in Killeen Texas the guy drove his truck into a Luby's and started shooting if I would have seen that person coming in alone which automatically tells you that's not actually a real SWAT person I would have been thinking the worst I think his name was George Hennard yeah that was a long time ago Mm -hmm. good memory yep I only remember it because I have family members with that last name. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I connect it but yeah it's I mean not related I would think (laughs) if I saw that single a person in tactical riot gear, whatever it was, walk into a restaurant, I would start thinking in those terms. Yeah. I was eating in that Denny's the other morning. Right. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, is you think about copycat crimes. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, somebody's probably thinking, okay, well, this person dressed in tactical gear, covered from head to toe. They were able to go into a church and murder someone brutally and get away with it. So hmm, let me try that. Right. No one will recognize me or be able to pick me out on surveillance. I can just do what I need to do and run off. Right. Yeah, that's very scary. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I really didn't get the feeling that it was uh, them, but then at the same time, you don't know. So right. you still are feel fearful. Well, and also what's a little bit comforting is people saw the car. Yeah. And so true. at least we know exactly what vehicle this person came and went in. Yeah. Whereas the perpetrator of the Missy Beavers case, they haven't released. There's information we've gotten that there was a car behind the church that Renee mentioned on a previous episode, but... Police are being so hush-hush, we don't know. So the public doesn't know what car to look for. There's been talk about a small, dark SUV, and there's potential that the Altima that was seen across the street could be related. We don't have any confirmation on that either. So 
we really don't know what car the perp drove, but we're certain that they did drive because this person, if they came on a motorcycle, like, I don't know where that comes from. There's so many people in the discussion groups that want to say that the perp was on a motorcycle and made a getaway on the motorcycle. First of all, motorcycles are really loud. Um, number two, riding a motorcycle in the pouring rain is not fun. It's quite dangerous. And, and in the mud. And number three, there people were saying that they cut across the field behind the church. Yeah, getting into that much mud in a motorcycle, that's just, if you talk to people who ride motorcycles, they would have said all of that would make it not appealing for right. that morning and for that type of a crime. And it wouldn't be hard to drive uh, in that pouring rain like yeah. that to see because you don't have windshield wipers on your helmet. So. Well, and not to mention, if you're on a motorcycle in full-blown ri police riot gear, you're going to call a lot of attention yeah, to yourself definitely. versus being hidden in a car. Right. Yeah, that's that's for sure. People so are we're 99% we're sure, I would say, that the perpetrator in the Missy Beaver's case drove up, parked, went in, came out, got in their car and left. Right. And, you know, I you bring up a good point. That's something that really baffles my mind about the whole car situation. Number one, there were two vehicles mentioned um, in the beginning. There was a car seen in the distance, but where it's so hard to see and so far away that we're not even going to. And that's in the parking lot at Creekside Church. Right. We're not even going to attempt to get to, to say a maker model. or And that's what color. the police said. Right. Yeah. So there's that one. And then there's the one across the street at SWFA, which we don't know if it's connected or not, but it was very strange, driving around oddly, weird timing, you know, that kind of thing. And then they just sit there for three minutes and they drive off. And then there's the dark colored SUV. So I'm so confused about the three different vehicles. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also confused at this. The cameras, and I know I've probably mentioned this a couple times, but the cameras at SWFA are obviously on and working I'm assuming nothing has to trigger them. They're just recording. So why couldn't they go back and look and see from across the street? Maybe we've covered this and I got my answer and forgot. But you know what I'm saying? Why couldn't they see, look at their cameras and go, okay, so, because every time a car went by, it was recording. Mm -hmm. Not like it started and stopped, but it was just yeah. recording. No idea. So why couldn't they go back and look at that camera and see this person pull in and pull and leave? And have must more be, info. <laughs> must be some reason. Yeah. I and um, I think the rain worked in the perp's favor, too. Oh, yeah. Because, and even that car across the street, the Nissan Altima at the SWFA gun store, um, you can't make out the license plate, and that might be because of the pouring rain. Right. Um, so. Yep. Another, it's, it's, it's another mystery. There's about 100 mysteries in this Oh, and, and if you're new to the show, the small dark SUV that we just mentioned was in the December 2016 search warrant affidavit that a passerby saw a small dark SUV leave the church. We also heard that a couple of the, maybe at least one of the Camp Gladiator campers reported that to police. I can't confirm that 100% because we didn't see that report, but we were told that by a reliable source, but the definitely 100% were sure that there was a passerby. It's in that affidavit, and some members of Missy's family confirmed that. The police right. told them that as well. So the small dark SUV is a possibility. We don't know about that Nissan Altima scene circling a couple hours before the murder. That could just be a weird coincidence, or that might be the perp checking things out before they make their move. And then the car that they didn't release behind the building, that's probably the perp from the way they talked, but they never told us what that car looks like. Right. I know that's kind of strange. I mean, and what camera is it that got a glimpse of a car that they couldn't make out? I'm so I guess confused. it's one of the interior cameras because, you know, they have them around the parameter and it would have 
just caught just a little piece of it, you know, it makes because sense, it's not though, an exterior camera. That it's in this spot where you were talking about where you thought that they parked. Remember when we went yeah, up by those the trash stairs? dumpsters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would make sense that it could have been right there and maybe they just saw like the front part of the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little of sliver of the car. Right. Because they said they couldn't even make out a, a maker model. Yeah. Yeah, that's very weird. Um, but yeah, I, I was really disappointed. I mean, I kind of half expected not to get a press conference from police. And I mean, I'm not trying to do we're we're totally on the police's side here. We we hope that they get everything they need and are able to convict this person. We just don't understand why they don't do a press conference. I just Or you know, how about just release a few statements? Yeah. Like you don't have to get up on the podium. Exactly. Just say tell the media Yeah, that's easy. here's what's going on. Obviously, we can't tell anything that would jeopardize the investigation, but we want everyone to know that we do have a suspect. Mm-hmm. We cannot release anything about that yet, but we want the citizens of Ellis County to know that they're safe. We've got this person under surveillance. Anything like that. Right. That would be a pro- that would be perfect. That would be completely... Um, Maybe I should write it up and hand yeah, it to him and yeah. say, can you just say this? Just sign this <laughs> and, and read it. Post it on your social media. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. really do want an actual update, but I think we're dreaming at this point. Right. I think that um, I have to assume, I'm just jumping to conclusions here. People correct me if you know out there, but I'm assuming that the chief of police decides what gets told and what doesn't get told. So Probably. I guess the, I guess the chief of police of Midlothian Police Department is calling the shots on this and has decided that we're not saying anything. Right. I think you're right about that. And unfortunately, it's... Uh, Something he decided to tell everyone, we're not sharing anything, and I guess that's that. Nothing we can do about that. I guess we'll just keep talking and, mm-hmm. you know, hoping for the best. We need to see if we can talk to anyone in the district attorney's office because, um, I mean, I'm sure they won't talk either, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not going to give us the case notes or anything. You but re- You remember my conversation with the up-and-coming, at the time she was up-and-coming yeah. uh, district attorney, and she... I was literally the only one that showed up to it was her raining meet and greet. Yeah. yeah, it was raining. And um, she didn't really, I mean, she was nice. She just didn't have a lot to say about it, mm-hmm. about the case. So, yeah. That. I mean, we're not looking, we're not being sneaky and looking for leaks. We're just wanting to make sure that this case is, that they're working on it in a way that is about to be solved or at least has the potential to be solved, just so that we can all relax a little bit. Right. That's what I think gets everyone so stressed out about this case. And we hear from countless people and people are really freaked out, especially locals, just thinking, has police forgotten about it? Yeah. Have they put this on the back burner? Is it cold? Mm -hmm. Because we're not getting those updates. You know, what's even uh, another odd thing about this is that a lot of times people will post things in like groups, like uh, there's a Midlothian talk group, there's Red Oak, there's Waxahachie. So people will get in there and just, because number one, they do want to talk about it because they want to see if, you know, anybody has any thoughts or ideas or just discuss it. So you see people post this often in one of the groups is Midlothian talk and you are there. They do not allow talking about Missy Beaver's Midlothian talk. I don't know who said that. Um, you know, who set that in motion, but they're following that rule 100%. Mm. So you see people talk about it in other groups, 
And uh, and people just come. And down they don't hard. delete them in the other groups. They don't delete them, but they do come down on them pretty hard. You know? Interesting. Oh, you're just trying to, you know, get people to talk in, and we're like, yeah. Is that the admins or the other people in the group? Other people in the group. Oh, now, okay. Midlothian talk. It's the admins. They refuse to let anybody talk about it. I don't know why. I've asked and never received an answer. Yeah, on that. I wonder if they just think it's a sensitive topic, or maybe they're friends with lease or something who knows yeah it could be interesting could be um i mean and, and i get the part about being sensitive to the family but you know this thing is surrounding the family it's obviously on the news it's obviously in the papers um so why are these they've been posts? living it for six years yeah, yeah. they're so ready these... they want to see this resolved more than anyone else right yeah so why why in six why would you be so sensitive to just a little post on social media i don't know it's crazy very strange um, all right. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. At the beginning, though, for some weird reason, I said we're coming to you live from Dallas. We're not live. We record these and then we publish them. So sorry about that. <laughs> Anyone who thought this was live, it's totally not. It's our typical. That's so funny. <laughs> coming to you live. All right. <laughs> uh, I didn't even to, recognize just that. Just had to correct myself in case anyone was like, how is this live? You can listen to it anytime. That's so funny. Um, okay, so in the beginning, I mentioned that we were going to uh, mention a case that we're going to start doing some cases uh, out of Ellis County that are unsolved. Now I'm looking forward to that. So I just wanted to quickly mention one. Um, and I didn't even, uh, me and Crystal, me and her were super busy yesterday, and I'm so sorry I didn't get to mention this to you okay. thoroughly, but I thought we would just drop the information for everybody to know about. Maybe if anybody has any information, they can share it. Um, so on... March 21st of 2009, um, and they, they said between March 21st and 22nd, they don't know exactly what part, part of the time it happened, but um, a man by the name of Stephen Taylor and a woman by the name of Janine Johnson of Ferris, Texas, was brutally murdered in their home. Uh, he was 39, she was 29. They believe, police believe they were stabbed with a five-inch blade. Um, there was no sexual assault. The home was not ransacked. There was no forced entry and nothing was stolen. So that tells me that obviously it was personal. Um, Stephen Taylor, now I've seen conflicting reports on this, and this is one of the reasons that I really wanted to have family members on to cover these cases because they typically know, you know, what the right information is sometimes. But I got conflicting reports on these. So I'll just tell you both and we'll, you know, I guess the the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't know. But Stephen Taylor received 20 stab wounds. And then I read somewhere where he received 50. Janine Johnson received 48 stab wounds. And then I read where she received 70. Absolutely brutal. Um, Janine's mom describes Janine as uh, friendly. She, everywhere she went, she made friends. She was very inquisitive. She knew everything that was going on in the neighborhood. So she was very um, outgoing and, and, you know, kept in contact with her family members. Um, she had been married four times uh, by the time she was 28, and she only had one child. She, was, she also um, had good relationships with all her exes. So that was, you know, something... Uh, to say about, you know, being able to get in con being, being able to reach out and keep in touch with them is, says a lot about you. Um, John's, uh, her father, he kept in touch. Uh, he said that she was, she cared a lot about her friends and, um, and that she uh, was a very hard worker and she would lend a hand to anybody in need. She had no enemies. So this case is uh, unsolved. They're still, police are still trying to 
to get tips in. This happened again in Ferris, Texas. So if anybody knows anything, please contact Ferris Police Department, or you can always reach out to Ellis County Crime Stoppers at 972-937-7297. And we appreciate you listening to True Crime Broads as usual. We had a wonderful listener named Sarah Lynn contact us about a case that she thought had a lot of similarities to the Missy Beavers case. It actually just happened over the weekend. So it's a really fresh case and it's out of Queens, New York, and we'll be doing an episode on that soon. We'll have to get that prepared. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting case and we hope it gets solved soon, but of course it's not yet. It's in the very, very early stages of the investigation. We pray it doesn't take as long as Missy's to solve, but we'll definitely go over that one soon because there are some parallels that are very interesting. So that'll be interesting to go over. There's some surveillance video of the perp, kind of a similar type of person as Missy, kind of, you know, other things. We won't give away too much now. We're going to prepare for that episode. And thank you, Sarah Lynn, for bringing that to our attention. We're definitely going to cover it. Right. And if anybody else has any ideas on uh, future episodes, please let us know. We're, we're happy to look it over and uh, research it and, and do it on another episode. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on True Crime Broads with Rodden and Lawson. Have a good evening. Yeah.